Hello, this is Spartan Dog Podcast. Hope everyone had a great week. We are kicking off on a Friday slash Saturday, a late night edition. It's Jordan Menigo here with your boy West Coast Rail. How you doing over there, Well? Pretty good, sir. Glad to see you back. Hey, yes, sir, yes, sir. Just had to take a little little break, you know. Had to get get everything in motion. But hopefully, everyone's been okay and. Everyone, obviously, there's a lot of excitement in Spartan Nation based off just based off of everything that's happened, obviously, in the football season. So we're going to talk about that. Um, and really just that's probably going to be the meat of it. Probably a little bit of basketball, but really just recapping the chunks of last year. Nothing too generic, but going over like the, the home run conversations of last season. Yep. So I'll let you start off with how you felt overall, like for last season. Like what was your most memorable moment of the year? Like. You know. Oh. <clears throat> well, for me, the most memorable moment will be uh, us winning the Peach Bowl. Um, uh, after being mm-hmm. picked dead last in the Big Ten, preseason-wise, uh, to end the season 11-2 and two and with the Peach Bowl victory, uh, man, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't dream this even if you, you know, even if you wanted to. Uh, no one saw this type of season coming. Uh, and it really raised the bar as far as my expectations go for next season. Uh, so, um, A plus, 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 plus for the entire season. Uh, Mel Tucker, uh, is, uh, showing us that he can do this. He can do this job and, uh, that he is deserving of the 95 million that we're paying him. So, I mean, with that being said, I mean, I'm just, the future is so bright that, you know, they can do no wrong in my eyes. So, you know, that's, that's for me. So what it what, what would be your most memorable moment this season? So my my most memorable moment would definitely have to be probably for me just the Michigan versus Michigan State game. Not Obviously, us beating Michigan is always going to be great. I'm never going to not be excited about being Michigan in any sport. But exactly. just the way it happened, because I truly thought Michigan was a good team. I thought Michigan had a lot of great pieces. They were built, I think, complete. Granted, they were extremely old and whatnot. But, you know, just the vibe of watching it, you know, when the whole country thinks you're not going to win it. Yep. You know, sitting at your house, popping a few, you know, shots up. So just the emotion of that, being nervous, being down 16, thinking, you know, it kind of looked like we were going downhill more than up. And just the way they kind of just came back and won the game, for me, that was – one of my favorite moments, you know, just the comeback and the way they did it against a good team, not just simply that it was Michigan. Like, obviously, that was a great a great factor into why it was great, but just the way they came back against a good team. Like, if it was anyone else, like whether it was Ohio State, Penn State, if, they, if that would have been the same scenario, the way it happened, it, it, it was just a great comeback, and it kind of showed that they could dig deep when they needed to. So that was a big moment for me. Oh, I completely can uh, understand that for, for that because that Michigan game was a was a benchmark game and you know that really showed that that right there was nationally viewed that put that game put Michigan State on the map nationally so mm-hmm. that that is a big time memorable moment for sure um yeah and um obviously I, I there's there's a lot more I can name but that was that was probably my biggest one but um so with the memorable moments and everything, like obviously the season's been incredible. There's been a lot to be excited about. So I always like to ask two things. Like what 
actually, I'll start off with. Actually, eh, I'll change it. I'll, I'll go positive here first. What impressed mm-hmm. you most about Bell Tucker? Like, what was your biggest positives about Mel Tucker this season? And then I'm going to offset that with what were your things that you think Mel Tucker could get better at? Because I feel like a lot of Spartan fans have a lot of great things to say about Mel Tucker, which we should. Like, I'm not I, – I love Mel Tucker. I also just think it's good to, you know, ask a few questions. You know what I mean? Like, you know, pop right. a few concerns out there. So we'll start off with, you know, what are your positives about <clears throat> what really excited you and about Mel Tucker last season schematically or anything? Um, more than schematically, I think uh, what impressed me about Mel Tucker was um, his ability to motivate the ability, the, 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 the chop life, the keep chopping this, the, you know, never give up mentality that, I, that he brought that, to me, carried me a long way with Mel Tucker. Um, not only X's and O's because he, you know, he definitely demands a lot from his players. You know, uh, even being picked last, he didn't. He didn't believe that he was ever going to be last in the Big Ten. Uh, he had to get everybody else on board with his beliefs, and he did that this season. So, right, that right there showed me uh, a whole lot, and and that's one of the things that impressed me the most is the resiliency from Mel Tucker this season. That's that's what impressed me about him. Yeah, I would agree for the most part with that. Um, um, just to get one, just to you know, say my own, I would say what impressed me about him the most is kind of how he just he, – he the evolution of Michigan State, he evolved us very well. Like I, That kind of goes into re, with the resiliency, but he evolved us well with – putting the right personnel on the field and, and he got, he cut off a lot of names. He got rid of a lot. It took a lot of people. It took a lot of cleaning up, but I just, I liked how he evolved Michigan state quicker than people thought. Like we right. have a lot, we, we won 10 games with mostly D'Antonio products. Like, you know, the tweet from our, our Spartan dog podcast, Twitter, you know, a lot of those guys were D'Antonio guys. A lot of our starters yep. were D'Antonio. So he was taking generally two star, three star guys, Two ten wins, and then now you're starting to see he's adding on to that. So like, Maga, Toei, all these other guys are going to start yeah. being developed and meshing and blending in with some of the names that are already from the D'Antonio era a little bit, like Cal Halliday, those yeah. guys who actually performed well. And then you're going to start to see a good blend. And then you know, which excites me is his recruiting style is because I saw like the Georgia defense. And the national yeah. championship stats about how Mel yeah. Tucker pretty much recruited all of those guys. So that excited me that he has an eye for talent. He understands like who fits his scheme. So I'm very excited to see that. And towards the end of the year, it looked like guys on defense started to get better. So that's what excited me is about the evolution of Michigan State, the, the culture, the true culture change. So yeah. definitely, yeah completely understand that and, and, and I completely agree with you on that one uh, uh, for me uh, I, the second part to that question is what can he improve on yeah what do you more, um, yeah, what, what do you think maybe not even improve because you know Mel Tucker had a great year none of us are like you know coaches or anything like that but you know like what concerns you I guess you should say I'll say that I'll correct the question what concerns you about Mel Tucker's future at Michigan State if you have any Okay, uh, just one. Um, 
in it will be how he handles any staff changes. Uh, right now, uh, we can all agree that Scotty Hazleton is on the hot seat. Uh, because he cannot have two seasons where you have the worst secondary in college football. Uh, so with that being said, I, uh, it is, you know, in my peripheral to watch how he handles that situation because we all know that D'Antonio did not like firing any of his guys. He just put you in a different position, coach. You know, he just put you somewhere else. Right. Uh, he didn't like letting people go. I, I wanted to. I want to know that. That to me, if he could fire somebody, you know, that's not doing the job that he, you know, envisions him doing, then that's what would set aside uh, whether you know. Um, I won't say that he's better than D'Antonio, but in that aspect, he Coach Tucker will be better than D'Antonio. Uh, so I definitely want to see, you know, that because I know it's coming. Eventually, he's going to have to let someone go. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely want to see because if he can do it and, and we can find a, a, a very good replacement, uh, you know, shit. You know, Mel Tucker is, is, is it. You know, he, he's, he is, you know, the black Nick Saban, if we, if we can believe it. So, uh, I mean, hell, uh, it was brought to my attention on Twitter that uh, we had a chance to we could have locked up. Nick Saban, uh, but I don't. Uh, but the president didn't want to pay him. Uh, so, with us paying uh, Tucker, uh, we're making sure that you know we don't make the same mistake twice. So I definitely want to see uh, what the future holds. You know, for Mel Tucker, I think that uh, if he does a very good job, um, he will he will probably leave us eventually. Uh, but I want to throw out a, a little side question to you, real quick. Um, if you know, since you like you said, Mel Tucker has brought up Michigan State uh, very quickly. You know, uh, Michigan State, in my opinion, is a national brand. Um, so, with that, if Mel Tucker ever does leave us, mm-hmm. do you do you feel confident that uh, the next coach will be just as good as Mel Tucker? Because um, with him getting paid $95 million, I believe that every coach in America now will see that Michigan State is a destination, not a stepping stone. Do you agree with me? I think it will take time. Um, I think it's going to take a little bit more time because my fear, which kind of blends in with my second part, the other one is my fear is that Michigan State can get complacent. We have to see – I want to see how Michigan State handles success. Michigan State football handles success because it's a lot harder to win games when you don't have that chip on your shoulder. Not – not. we'll always have the chip, but when you don't yes, have that will. victim mentality, like we're not – like, you know, last year being Northwestern was a pretty big deal for us. Next year it's an expectation to beat Northwestern. Last right. year beating Indiana was a really big win for us. Next year beating Indiana is an expectation. And now the expectations are getting higher to where it's like you beat Penn State, you should beat them next year. You beat you you beat all these guys. Wisconsin should be a win. And I'm just, you know, I just want to see how we handle next season. Cause if we can have a consistent basis under Mel Tucker of success, like okay, another ten and two season, another ten and two season, I can yep. see Mel Tucker leaving for sure. Cause it's like, okay, I've seen what the what what Michigan State's max is. I've tried to recruit my way in the big 10, but I have to go down South. Like I have to be in the South or I need to go to the NFL, but like 
if we can break that bubble of 10 and two, if we can like really push Ohio state and show that like the gap isn't too far, we can do it with coaching. I can see, I can, I can be definitely excited about it. We don't even have to beat Ohio state next year. I just want to wait and see, you know, to, to earn a destination, you have to beat a destination. So like Ohio state is a destination for most coaches. Like I want to go there. I, we have to beat that destination at least once under Mel Tucker for him to be like, all right, he's a legitimate coach. He's a Jimbo Fisher. He's mm-hmm. a he's a guy that is going to leave for sure if, if you know, if the program can't win. You know, I just think we got to see a little bit more out of him. Okay. I, I completely agree with you. It's just, it's just year two. So, you know, I believe, he'll, I believe he'll be here a good five years. I'm thinking a good five years could do it. If he, I think he's going to stay consistent as far as 10 wins, 10 wins. And I think in order for him to leave, for sure, in my opinion, he has to win the Big Ten. So he, I don't think he's going to leave Michigan State until he wins the Big Ten. And in, and in uh, perspective, if we win the Big Ten, we should be in the playoffs. So that's when I can expect, you know, uh, you know, the real rumors to begin about Coach Tucker leaving. Just how, uh, you know, Michigan had that same type of thing with Harbaugh this season. You know, how the rumors were that Harbaugh was leaving for the NFL. So I think you're going to hear the same thing if, if Mel Tucker is able to, you know, have the same success. Right, right. And, you know, as long as he can break up, he has to, as long as he pops the bubble, once you beat Ohio State, you know, that, that's when everyone yep. wants to talk to you. That's when all the rumors start happening. So right. if that happens, you know, he'll definitely, you know, within the five years, he'll be de- his team will be developed. You know, five years, that's mm-hmm. a lot. That's a lot of development period. That's a lot of time to break through some barriers. That's beating maybe who knows what will happen next year with beating Michigan. And we have a lot of guys coming back. Yes, Which we do. leads me into my next question is, um, how do you feel about Jaden Reed coming back? Um, are you surprised with that? Uh, yeah, I'm very surprised. I did not think that he should. Uh, you know, I thought it was it should have been reversed. Uh, Jalen Naylor left for the NFL. I thought that should have been Reed instead of Naylor. I, I expected Naylor to come back because of an injury in his hand. Even though he came back, and I know he's, you know, damn near 100%. But, you know, you missing that time will hurt him in the draft. Now, I believe that Naylor will still get drafted because I think he will test well. I think he's a great 40-yard dash runner. He is a, he is a track star. So, you know, that right there will, will help will help him for sure get drafted. Um, and the, the highlights and the plays that he made this season is, 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 is you know, unquestionable. Uh, but Reed, for Reed's sakes, um, I am shocked. I thought he, I thought he did a better job, and you know, was one of the top wide receivers in the Big Ten. Uh, so I, him coming back, I don't know if it's going to improve his draft stock. I, I just hope he, in my opinion, the only thing I, w- I, I hope for Jaden Reed is that he ends the season healthy. Uh, that's that's basically all I believe he could do. But other than that, I think it it, I, it helps Peyton Thorn. So. Anything that helps Peyton Thorne, I'm with it. Yeah, I feel you. Um, I feel you. And I think I, I agree with you. I was surprised Reed stayed. I was I wouldn't I was I didn't really necessarily want Naylor to stay back because I feel like he's kind of reached his max too. He kind of reached his ceilings where like we kinda we know I I feel like for the sake of stats and I guess more tape, he could have stayed. 
But I could have, for both of them, Reed and Naylor, I would have, I kind of expected them both to both kind of just head to the league. Um, for Reed, I wasn't, I also kind of wasn't surprised though, because I feel like he's going to continue that trend of staying and going with Peyton Thorne. Like, I don't think they expect to play on the same NFL team, but I think for the sake of, you know, their childhood story and their journey, because it's been kind of shoved down all of our throats. Yes, I like yeah. it. I love the story, but you know, they've, 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 they've wet that rag pretty well. Yeah, they're going to so, do it again next year. Oh, yeah, they're going to do it again. And I think next year is going to be the clear-cut year. Like, okay, this is Thorne's last year. This is uh, Reed's last year. They're both going to go to the league together. Because I think I think Thorne understands that Caden Hauser's up next. I think yes. I think it's well-known. I think Tucker and, and, and Thorne kind of talked about it. He's technically been here for three years. He's been here for a while. So I think Thorne's going to be ready to go to the league, especially if he can has a great year with Reed. He's going to want to go with Reed, and I think they're going to go together. I think that's Mace, maybe why Reed stayed. I think okay. if there was anything besides Thorne saying, like, hey, like, I know I'm going to – like, I know I'm going to leave next year. Let's go one more – like, go, let's go crazy one more time and just make a push for the league. So maybe. Maybe that's what it was. I'm That's the only thing I can think of for why Reed stayed. I agree with you. Like, there's not much tape he could add to what he already showed. Like he showed he could high point footballs. Mm-hmm. He showed he could return. Like he's, he's checked all boxes to where all you can do is injure yourself. Right. But you know, right. I mean, that all I could think of is Thorne, him and Thorne wanted to go to the league and get drafted together to keep that story. That's really all I could think of for that one for real. But I, it is, it was a little surprising. True. Uh, but like, let me get you, let me give you a little side side sidebar real quick. Um, with Naylor gone, who do you expect to fill that void? What wide receiver are you uh, looking forward to seeing next season? I, and do you expect it to be a rotation of wide receivers? Because we are extremely deep in wide receivers for next year. So one more time, you said what? Um. I said, uh, with Naylor uh, being gone, who do you expect to fill his his role, his slot? And with the wide receivers, do you expect it to be a rotation? Because we are very deep in the wide receiver room for mm, next yeah. season. Yeah, I expect it to be pretty deep. I expect it to be a nice little rotation. Um, I think a lot of names – yeah, I think a lot of people are going to get in there. I think – one of them or two of them will have to transfer. Um, I'm not sure who, but I'm pretty sure either Ter- Terry Lockett is going to have to transfer out. We have a lot of receivers, and not all of them are going to play. Right. Unless one of them is okay with sitting out, but we have a lot of good freshmen coming in, too, that, I mean, you can't keep them all off the field. Exactly. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a good rotation, though. And But with the Big Ten, injuries happen. And so it's good that we're deep. Like, as injuries happen, like, Naylor was out. And, it, you know, we kind of slowed down a little bit. We kind of felt mm-hmm. clueless for a second, like, helpless in that yep. spot. Like, Mosley's a good slot receiver. He's a good possession receiver, but he's not a deep threat guy. You know True. what I mean? Like, True. And so we were, we were missing natural speed. We were missing that breakaway ability. So hopefully now at the offseason we're deeper and everyone kind of sees it now. And it's not just talking their ear like, get ready for your moment. They kind of see injuries in the Big Ten are very normal, like getting yep. sick, injured, playing the cold. Like, these are normal things that happen in Big Ten football, so expect to play. That's what I'm just hoping 
they see. I agree. But I think I think we will have a good rotation. Well, Fitzpatrick, who's tall, pretty good tight ends, good wide receivers. I think they'll rotate really well. Um, I'm just curious to see, you know, with Jay Johnson, how they all, yeah, how aggressive they come, like how are they going to keep coming heavy, what we're going to do schematically. Yeah. Speaking of schematics, um, what do you think uh, about our running backs? Uh, what do you expect that rotation to be? Give me running back one, two, and three right now for next season in your mind. So by what we have right now, I think it's going to be Berger, Joyner, mm. and Collins. But I think Collins is just – Collins, I think it's just there because he, he shows a lot of heart. He loves the team. I don't right. think he's actually like – Mel Tucker's second back. I think he would love Simmons to be it, but mm-hmm. Simmons kind of misses the burst. Like Simmons is good, but there's something like he's like miss. He misses. There's something just like not clicking. I don't know what it is. Like he shows some so many flashes. Even when you, you get you see the speed, mm-hmm. but there's something that's just the vision. I don't know what it is that he's not seeing right now. And I think that Tucker wants him to see it, but he's just not seeing it yet. Joiner has a lot of potential, but I think he's a little slow. Mm. And Collins, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I think Collins could be good. Maybe I'm wrong because he got a lot of carries in the pit game. It just doesn't feel like he's Mel Tucker's number two back. Right. I don't. Um. I. You said he got a lot of carries in the pit game, and he didn't go anywhere because that entire running game did not go anywhere. So. Uh, right now, for me, you're right. It's number one is Burger. Number two for me, I would say is Joiner. You're right. I believe Joiner. I believe Burger and Joiner kind of run the same way. I think Burger might have a little bit more speed than Joiner, but as far as their running style, very similar. But the third running back for me is Jordan Simmons. Uh, you're right. There's something that's not clicking. His vision is is not. Hopefully, in all off season. I expect him to get that corrected. If nothing else, you need to be able to see where the hole is and can hit it. Right. Uh, me and you both know Jordan Simmons has speed. He probably has – he probably is our fastest back. <clears throat> With that being said, uh, your speed doesn't matter if you can't find a fucking hole. So, that's what I think that uh, Jordan Simmons uh, is going to work on for sure. And if he can, if he can do it, we have a shot now. Cause I believe we 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 are we don't have a Kenneth Walker, so we're gonna have to really have a running back by committee type stuff. So, you know, we're gonna be switching out running backs, trying to find who who can you know who can lead us to the victory. And you know, I believe it should be Berger. I be, but I do expect Simmons to improve and show something uh, for sure for next season. Yeah, I think he knows it's fully his chance next year. So I hope he he takes that and runs. Yes. With it, no point intended. But um, so what do you think our record's going to be for next year? I'm I'm curious for yours. I have kind of a plot. I'm not a plot twist, but kind of a shocker for mine. I want to hear what yours is. Um, <clears throat> I'm kind of expecting the same record. Um, Yeah, I'm expecting about the same record. A 10 and 2 record again. I believe we lose to Ohio State. And uh, actually, mm, we'll probably end up losing to somebody stupid. 
somebody like Rutgers or something. I I can't call it because on paper, on paper, in my opinion, we should beat everybody but Ohio State. Uh, I definitely expect us to beat Michigan. Uh, that's not even – I don't care what halftime score looks like. Just understand that Michigan State will win it. Um, Penn State, I don't expect them to be too too good at all. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's just Ohio State. Ohio State is the actual game that, that's going to – and we all know this now. It's going to make or break whether we win the Big Ten. So, there it, it also it's all going to come down to Ohio State. Everything else is just irrelevant. Ohio State is the only game we have to worry about in Spartan Nations. So I agree, but this also goes back to my other thing again about our if if our team can stay focused. Right. I think Michigan State, like I said, with the schedule, could win ten games, but I also think Michigan State can win eight games or nine games and and look a little bit look look good but also look a little laggish, like, okay, Kenneth Walker really helped a lot. You know what I mean? Like, yep. with our transfers at linebacker, I think we'll, we'll look – we'll be okay. I think we'll be good. I think we'll be a lot better. I just – I'm just still trying to make sure that we're – we're we understand that we're, we're not the – we're not the underdogs anymore. Like, we are the second mm-hmm. best team probably projected in the Big Ten East next year is going to probably be Michigan State. People are going to say Michigan, but – I mean, based off of who's coming back, based off who we have on the on the field next year, I think Michigan State, you have to put them at least two or tied with Michigan and then Penn State. So yeah. we're not underdogs anymore. So I hope Mel Tucker understands that. And I'm always going to see how we come out against Western Michigan or, yeah, Western Michigan and everything else and stuff. Yep, I agree. I just want to see how we come out. If we come out playing flawless or if we come out groggy and slow, I just want to definitely see that. Yep. But I think – I, I agree, but I also think it could get ugly because we play Wisconsin, and that always is poison to our season, too. Yeah, Wisconsin's always a, like a venomous bite to our year, so I just want to see how that Wisconsin game goes. Is it at Wisconsin? Um, I don't know, but I hope not. I hope not either. <laughs> if it is, then, yeah, you're right. That is going to be a very tough game, so – I don't care. I don't even care how uh, what Wisconsin's record is at home. They're a very good team. So, yeah, they are, and you know, hopefully that just goes well. Hopefully it's not like it is before in the past years where we play slow. We just we have our worst dumbest game against Wisconsin. I hope it doesn't go that way. Right. That's the kind of the game I'm really worried about that can make our break our year. But I think I think they're not that scary anymore. They're not the same. They don't have a Jonathan Taylor that we know of yet. And so I think we'll be okay against them too. But I just want to see how it plays out earlier. But I think we can the sky's the limit next year for sure. Um so the the last topic is how do you feel about our recruiting class? Like how do you feel about that as a whole? Do you think that's going to be the really big building block, or do you think that's just like, okay, his first – it's like, you know, an- another like a few players will, will contribute, but he hasn't he hasn't really found his guys yet. Or do you think this is his actual class class? I think that this is his actual class class. Um, if you are aware that a lot of the guys that are transferring were Tucker's first-year guys, COVID-year guys, so a lot of those guys are, are, are leaving and he's getting he's now finally starting to get his guys in. <clears throat> and he also this is another thing that 
that sets him aside from Antonio is that Coach Tucker is using the transfer portal very well. Um, the uh, the type of star players that he's that he's you know getting in the portal, you know, contribute very much. So uh, the guy that I think is our Kenneth Walker for next season is not Jalen Berger. I believe it's uh, Chris Bogle, uh, the defensive end out of Florida. So I think that he is going to be a standout star uh, for us next season. And Lord knows we need the defensive end help for sure. Um, Because, you know, uh, we had the the last – we were dead last in in passing uh, defense uh, for last year. So – uh, and one way to help that is to uh, get to the quarterback faster. And, you know, we have to do that. You know, we really didn't, we didn't produce a, a ton of sacks, but I think next year that will improve. And with that improving, our secondary will improve next season for sure. Yeah, I think Slayton Fogel or uh, whatever his name is, um, I forget I forget it. The, let me – the defensive end from Florida, I know – normally I know it, but, yeah, Bogle. Um, yep. I think Bogle – and um, and Slade are going to cause some problems in the middle for sure. I, I like the class a lot. I like a, a lot of additions. Our linebacking core is going to be deep. I hope that Cal Holiday doesn't transfer out or no one gets no one good loses their spot. I hope we keep God Toby. I hope we keep all the names because they we need to be deep and injuries happen. I hope the players don't get caught up in the new day and age of transferring. I hope they understand right. players get hurt. Rotation is good. Like. You know, our safety, our cornerbacks are going to be deep, too. So I like that, too. I think a lot of our two of our freshmen are going to play rotationally. And I think that's a really good thing, a really good something to be excited about. So they're that I I like the class, too. I like our recruiting class. I'm very excited about it. It's football just kind of ended. So I'm trying not to get too excited about it. You know, I'm trying to keep it level headed, but. I'm very excited about the class, especially Caden Hauser when it's his time to play. I think that's when it's going to be a show for sure. I wanted to ask you, do you think it'll be like a, like how Michigan had their two-quarterback system last year? I think you will see that a little bit with Michigan State. Uh, maybe. I still um, – I think you I think you want to see Caden Hauser play somewhat next season for sure. I think if it's like the Western Michigan game and we're blowing people out, he will. Okay. But I don't know if Jay Johnson and Mel Tucker are the type of guys that are about to flash, like put the guy in the game. I think they're like, if we don't need to put you in the game, like if the game is close and we don't need to put you, like, like I don't think they would put him in for a running play like Michigan when they like everyone on the field knows like he's probably not going to throw it. Right. I don't know if they're like that. Now we don't we've never had a quarterback that can run the backup because Hamp Faye, I don't think he's like that. And I don't know I don't know if Noah Kim is like that either, but right. it doesn't seem like we have a scrambling quarterback. And I don't know if Caden Hauser is a complete scrambler or a elite scrambler or even a deadly scrambler. Right. But I don't know if that's in their DNA to do it because they have Peyton Thorne run a lot. So I mean they might just like paying Thorne run the whole show because I think they really like Thorne. I do. I think Thorne is a is a showrunner. So I think they might just let Thorne run the whole show his last year. Like kind of like Lombardi. Thorne didn't get in the game until Lombardi was hurt, hurt. 
I don't think Hauser's going to touch that field unless there's a complete blowout or Thorne got knocked out. And even then, I think Hamp Faye might play. Okay. So I, I think Hauser's just going to stay until he's, like, ready. They're going to treat him like he's a little baby next year. Uh, they just might. Um, so I, I want to know um, who is the uh, who is the the freshman, the incoming freshman, uh, not named Hauser or Bogle. Uh, do you think it's going to make an impact for next season? I think. So my guy is the lineman, Brosocious, Brocious. I forget his name. I don't know how to pronounce it. I think he believe he's from Texas, or Nickel at tight end. I think right. Nickel's going to be a really good tight end for us. I think he's a big body. I think he's going to be just Mister Reliable with the hands, like on a, on like a third and eight, and when we need that catch, Nickel's is going to be that guy you can just beam it to when he catches it. Um, Gates Jr. I think he's going to be an X factor too. I think Henry or Gates Jr. Uh, are going right. to be our X factors at wide receiver. I agree with you, uh, Tony. Antonio Gates Jr. is my X factor, uh, but you're right. I believe Tyrell Henry is a uh, very good slot wide receiver. He, he and he has natural speed. Uh, d- deserves uh, all the credit that that is coming his way, and uh, whenever he gets an opportunity, he going he gonna show out. Sure. Oh, yeah. I think he's definitely going to ball out. Yeah. So, uh, let me just talk about uh, coaching hires and rumored hires. Uh, running backs coach Efren, Efren Reed. Uh, um, yeah. Go ahead. No, and then wasn't there one more, too? One more hire or a yeah, possible hire? There's a possible high. Well, they said that they're finalizing the deal. I, I thought it should have been done today, but it might be done today or tomorrow. Um, uh, defensive pass, they go call him a pass specialist, call him a, a, a real guru. Uh, Brandon Jordan out of Louisiana, uh, runs a program out there that has uh, a shit ton of NFL defensive linemen coming and work out with him every summer. Uh, in Michigan State, Mel Tucker landed this guy, and with that, I believe that that's that's the type of chess move that a real head coach makes that wants to win a championship. So, uh, I thought that you know, once I watched all his videos, watched everything, did all my research that I could I could do on uh, Brandon Jordan, uh, realized that he's a hell of a coach. And uh, you know, I I seen on Twitter that everybody that that was a part of that's a part of the D line was tweeting them out like, man, I can't wait to get to work. So and they gonna work. I I can't wait to see the uh, the videos of the off season uh, with the D D D line uh, new D line coach uh, and Brandon Jordan for sure. Oh yeah, it's gonna be exciting for sure. I'm I'm excited um, to see him. I'm excited to see when it gets a, a finalized, just so I can finally know he's a Spartan. Right. Um, as far as the running backs coach, I don't know too much about him, to be honest. I kind of like Scott Pegler um, or whatever Pegler. Um, yeah. <clears throat> William Pegler. Yep. Yeah, William Pegler. Yeah, William Pegler. I really, I really liked him a lot, just his personality. Uh, 
Yeah. You know, I thought he was just an uppity up guy who showed a lot of um everyone says this guy is good, breed. Yep. Um so I'm just gonna, you know, give it the benefit of the doubt, you know, because I think again, I think it's gonna come down to our offensive line anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a Kenneth Walker to get us out of it, so yeah, we definitely gonna see what uh what we could do, what he could do, and uh, you know, hey, I, I, I we'll just we'll just have to see. It's all the wait and see game now, so right, it's we'll a long wait. wait. It's a long wait. Luckily right. though, we have basketball to keep us occupied, and we'll be able to talk about that a lot more here on the next few shows for sure. It's going to be way more basketball based coming up. Oh yeah. Way more. We could definitely get into that for sure. Definitely. Well, to wrap up the show though, um, for basketball coming up to get to this roll into the next one, just a quickie. Um, how are you feeling about the year so far? Are you excited? Are you liking what you see? Oh uh, yes, actually I am. Uh, very excited of what I what I'm seeing. Uh, the one person who I was who I am just floored is doing fantastic is Gabe Brown. Um, I've been waiting to see this Gabe Brown since his sophomore season. So you know, and I, I and I would say that if Gabe Brown would have been this aggressive last year with Aaron Henry, we would have been a better team. So I'm glad to see Gabe Brown finally living up to his potential that he, we all knew he had um, and seeing everyone else get better around him, seeing Joey Hauser, you know, getting comfortable, knocking down shots, seeing Marcus Bingham being comfortable, knocking down shots. Everybody is knocking down shots. And our point guard play has improved because uh, Tyson Walker is, is – is, uh, you know, finally getting comfortable in the role. And he is starting to be a little bit more aggressive and assertive. So everything is headed in the right direction for Michigan State. And I, I do look forward to continue. Now we have Purdue that we have to worry about and Illinois that we have to worry about. And if we can show good showings, have good showings versus those teams, I believe we'll be all right. I do believe we'll get deep into the tournament, at least to the Elite Eight, if nothing else, for sure. I got you. Okay. Well, hey, we'll have, we'll, we'll have to see how the season goes out. Um, our next few podcasts will definitely be about basketball. Zoom in on that. But um, hey, another good show in the books. Uh, sure. th- thank our listeners for tuning in. It was nice talking to you, like always, Rail. Yep. Everybody have a good next week and a good weekend. And as usual, go green. Go white. All right, you guys have a good one. Yep. <laughs>